0: Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast? Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for
1: you any
0: time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, good.
1: How's that good? Yeah, it's good. Uh, it, it, it's very refreshing having you on the podcast because there are many people. I will I will not name names, but uh, they're they're comics. But they but you know but they sit back and they just kind of do the thing where they're like yeah and so and but they're not talking loudly. But you're a radio guy.
2: They don't have that mic technique. <laughs> that the pros. Did have.
1: you ever
0: take a class, or did you just come out of the womb being like, these are the jokes, folks? This is the placenta.
2: Yeah. I that was basically. No, I started when I was uh, 17, I got a radio gig. Uh, I was going to college. At That's
0: young, I feel like, to be a part of the radio world, right? Yeah,
2: it is. I, was at, I had just started uh, at Western Michigan University, and I, I got a job on their radio station there. And then I saw that there was an opening in town. So I went and got a, a job at a little AM station called WYYY. <laughs> which is what they were asking after they hired me <laughs> I was like,
0: what? that's how we start folks I mean if you uh if you don't know Frazier's comedy and I I it's hard I f- pressed I, to I find feel somebody who, I feel bad don't. for you I
2: know I don't
0: <laughs> but, but I mean you're, like you're st- nobody yeah there's no there's only one how good does it feel to know that there is only one Frazier Smith
2: Well, that's both good and bad. (laughs) That could be good and bad, but you know what? It's funny. Um, You know, I I am lucky to have a style that not many have.
0: Yeah. Did you have this on the air when you? Okay, so you get that job at seventeen, and and what what are you doing for them?
2: Well, the good thing about that was that you have to do everything. Yeah. You know, at a little station like that, and I always tell people when they ask me, uh, well, they don't ask so much anymore because radio's kind of, uh, you know. But they, they,
1: but, <laughs> it's all about podcasting well, now. Well, podcasting well, is right, the future. You this got, medium that you're listening
2: to. You guys have pushed us off the air. Yeah, uh, but you know, you're
1: welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys.
2: Uh, but I, you know, when I got the gig, uh, I had to learn everything. And I yeah. always tell people that wanted to go into radio, take a job at a small station because you're. I, I when I first started. Couldn't believe it they go okay uh you're gonna be here for five hours and there was no one else there yeah and i had never you know they showed me real quickly how to run everything i didn't know how to run anything i you know and you have to do everything you have to sweep up afterwards you have to do news sports wow uh, weather you know check the wire because back then you had a news wire yeah. you, had to, you had to pull all the news off of that write your news report while you're playing records you know, and then Jesus. when there's a break, you come in and do the news, and then you come in I mean,
0: it's part of the, I guess, the job when you first uh, get to the station to, to be able to... Um possess all those skill sets but no one is ever there's no one's ever going to be doing all that at the same time right what's the no
2: but i think the thing is you learn the the fundamentals gotcha you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like sports you know if you, you you're, not gonna, your you're not going to play every position but right. if you know every position it helps
0: gotcha and yeah. uh did you the, insert comedy into all these different oh well, i had
2: no choice yeah. I, I you know i was <laughs> like the the record i was ending and i didn't have the other one so i'd have to make some jokes and then you know cue up the record wow. it was back yeah. in the turntable days well I, I was scratching before there was scratching <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was on accident.
2: Yeah, it was, it was totally an accident.
1: <laughs> now, in and for my brief time in radio, I like we would have a technician there. Where if something broke or something didn't work, we could call them. Did you even have that, or was it I just like, have that? Okay, so but, if the lights all went out down, you could. Call someone I could call
2: this guy but you know He was usually drunk Uh, (laughs) No but you yeah You could I had a guy I could call uh, They always seem bothered by anything It's like what man yeah You know I um, I have to actually do my job (laughs) But it was good Training I learned how to do all that stuff
1: That yeah that that's just ridiculous And you you I heard so Many radio stories about this where There's not like you say there's a Brief just like hey hit this button Hit this button figure it out
2: well yeah they kind of let you you know fly by the seat of your pants and yeah. sometimes that's good sometimes not but i think it, it teaches you quickly to to get it together well, well
1: you're yeah and then ahead. and then
2: when you when you know all
1: those skills like you say like you sort of taught yourself how to do everything that means you're available for everything so if True. on a big show they lose a board tech Or you know, you know, a, a, a board op Or a sports guy Or a news guy Or anything like that You have the opportunity To fill those shoes
2: Well yeah You know But uh you know, I remember the first uh, time I did sports yeah. I, on the air I, I, and I, I was reading the sports and I get this call from my program where he goes, what the hell are you doing? I go, well, I'm reading the sports. He goes, that's yesterday's score. <laughs> oh. like, they're, it doesn't mean they're not important. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Maybe still, maybe I, next today. still happened.
0: <laughs> How would you do the news? Do you remember? Uh... Well,
2: you just, you know, you, you figure <clears throat> the stories that you feel would probably be, you know, most important and you usually mm-hmm. start with the 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 top story and then you end with it's just like in stand-up where you have your best joke at the beginning and and at the end you know you try to
0: what was considered a top story for radio news Always tragedy, yeah?
2: Well, yeah, pretty much. Well, it was back in the, uh, how old I am, it was back in the Vietnam era. So it was wow. usually something about Vietnam. So, so you're talking about
0: fuck. last choppers out of Da Nang.
2: Kind of, yeah. yeah.
0: And so isn't it crazy to see how far we've come? Because now it's like, all right, this Kardashian uh, is <laughs> yeah. going
2: through this divorce. You're like, yeah. I guess that's our modern-day Vietnam. <laughs> well, to, to me, that's actually probably worse than Vietnam. <laughs> Could be in a lot of ways. You know what? There,
1: There's, maybe my favorite movie of all time is... Goodfellas, and there's a and there's a line in there where they uh, they're going to see a stand-up comic, and they say, "Oh, you're gonna love this guy. He's the king of the one-liners. Oh, king yes. of the one-liners. Yeah." And I'm and I'm going, well, that's now it's a false story because it's not Fraser Smith. Well, you know what, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, king I, of the one-liners.
2: Uh, I don't know if I'm the king, but I do know that uh, when you compare yourself to a real. Like, I got to work with Rodney Dangerfield, who was yeah. really, Shut up. really the king. When, the when did you work with Rodney? Well, he used to come into Laugh Factory right uh-huh. down the street here yeah. uh, every Friday night for a while. And I was the 8 o'clock show host. Mm-hmm. And Rodney would waddle in and uh, literally waddle, yeah. <laughs> usually with his fly down and his shirt sticking through it. And then he's, uh, he's stoned to the gills. Really? Yeah, and he was uh, with his awesome... 35 year old wife his, his beautiful wife <laughs> and they'd come in yeah and he'd walk in and he could barely get up on stage and the crowd would give him a standing o just getting up on yeah. stage yeah and then so he's still uh, so
0: at this point still uh, just a, a juggernaut uh, I mean well like he's, he's you know, at this
2: point he's 82.
0: But I mean, like the the prestige of him being the aura of his presence. The kids got who
2: he was. The kids knew from the movies, mostly from, you know, Caddyshack and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But they uh, they knew who he was and they respected him. And, you know, he would kind of muddle through his set and he could barely get through the set, the 15 minute set. Sure. And uh, then I I heard that he was going to do a big show. He had to do a a show uh, at a radio convention and they were paying him 50 grand to do 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh man, he's not going to be able to get through it. He, yeah, he, he can hardly get through that fifteen minutes. You know, yeah. so uh, I, I happened to be there. Jamie Masada and I were at this thing. Jamie was there with Rodney, and he looked like a whole different human being. He was in the uh, uh, blue suit with the red tie, immaculate. Yeah. He got up there and he just hammered for forty-five minutes. Wow. destroyed the place. That's amazing. And it just showed me. It taught me. You know, when, when the money's on the line, the old pro yeah. shows up. You know.
1: You know what's also amazing about that is is this either shows that we're either sick people or maybe we have the right idea. But some people I know would hear Rodney Dangerfield going up on stage at 83 years old at the Laugh Factory doing 15 Minutes ago. Oh, how sad. And I hear that and go, how awesome is that? Yeah, pretty, that that pretty awesome. we can still do this job. Like... When they're talking about uh, Like they're talking about LeBron James Who is an Adonis Who is a physical perfection He's 34 Put your pants on I mean yeah. hold on I'm almost yeah, finished <laughs> And uh, th- And they're talking about Like oh he's 34 He's over the hill Or it's amazing He's still doing this We're like oh We could be 83 And still doing this job
2: It is a sickness and, But you know uh, Somebody told me They had worked with George Burns Towards mm-hmm. the end there And wow. he was 100 Yeah and uh, he came off stage, and he had this little piece of paper, like we always have the stuff jotted down. He goes, "I was just trying out some new stuff." He's a hundred, and he's trying out new stuff. Getting his new hour
0: together. Can you even imagine what you're, I mean, and and who's, and and, is there a record of, is that the oldest
1: comedian that
0: like was still performing? It's got to be up there. There's probably
1: some 105 year old that did open mic night for the very first time who technically has the record. And you have to. George
0: Burns, come on,
1: 100 years old.
0: Yeah. And I guess you, you have to give it up for, if like someone's 105 and they're performing, you, you got to laugh.
2: Well, they're, hard, they're, right, they're still asking you, uh, who books that gig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, the the old Booker uh, died. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, with those guys, you know, with Rodney, uh, it's nice of you to say what you said about my one-liners. But yeah, I have about a tenth of as many one-liners as a guy like Rodney. I remember that one live uh, album where he's he's do he, he does like an hour of. One-liners yeah he stops halfway through And he goes I know a lot of fucking jokes (laughs) And then then he goes on And does another half hour of Non-stop jokes so And when you
1: think about that like a a One-liner from Rodney took maybe 10 to 15 seconds so to so that's four or five jokes a minute it's a million jokes and and so to do so that's 60 times four like that's the that's the number that's over 120 jokes yeah that you have to remember in an hour yeah was he yeah. one of your influences
2: uh yeah i love rodney yeah. uh my favorite was carson yeah. yeah, well, that, Carson, that's another. I guess for everybody, yeah, Carson. But well, and here is he something had that style that yeah. I just uh, you, you know when I do a lot of my jokes aren't that good. So what happens <laughs> is then I just not true. I make fun of the fact that they don't work, yeah. and and that's what Johnny was best at. He, really. yeah, when
1: when it, it, it was almost more exciting to see Johnny Carson flub a joke because you know that he would get out of it somehow.
2: Why? Well, and they I actually uh, heard that they wrote uh, a bad joke on purpose so he could do a saver. What really? Oh, a saver. Yeah. Wow. He had his staff write a, a corny joke that and then he would have a comeback.
1: I mean, yeah. And, and I've seen I've seen you do that on the rare and the rare occasion when a Fraser Smith joke does not go well. You well, you you usually have a good comeback.
2: I just love uh, Johnny. His whole thing. Like if it wasn't going well, and yeah. sometimes you know, you're doing it every night. And yeah. and even though you have, you know, 15 writers still there's sometimes it is a bad news week, right? And there isn't anything to talk about. So he would be have weeks where I mean and shows where he wasn't doing that well. And he would just stop and stare at everybody and get a huge laugh. You just yeah. stare at Doc and shake his head and, you know, <laughs> and the crowd picks up on that timing. He had amazing timing. Do
0: you have a formula to your writing and your joke style and, and two part question for that? Because uh, you're also always topical, which is awesome. And, uh, when did you when did this style become uh, appealing to you and like when you first were going on stage were you a storyteller and it just kind of you were like all right let me cut the fat and you just kept
2: cutting well you know what Uh, my radio approach is completely different than my stand-up yeah and uh, you know in radio I pretty much tell stories and just you know tell little crazy anecdotes of what's been happening during the week or what's happened to me I don't sit there and tell one-liners on the radio right so I had been on radio for a long time and so when I went out to first do stand-up I I thought I I'd do that same thing and I tell some stories and yeah. whatever and that didn't work at all and so then I thought well for me anyway I mean it does for a lot of other people you guys are great at it I, I you know so I thought well what else can I do and then I was a big fan of Carson's and I thought well I'm gonna try that I'm gonna write jokes yeah cuz I had to do the news for the radio anyway right so I was looking at all the news stories so, so I you had, had access, them all that day yeah, yeah yeah and then all I try to do really is keep it pretty lean you know, mm-hmm. to keep it as tight as possible. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and get the fat out.
1: Well, there's that Mark Twain quote where he said, "If I had more time, I would have written you a shorter book." And <laughs> yeah. I, re- I really like that quote because yeah. it just yeah. goes like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I can keep this." I, I mean, I, I can keep making this smaller and smaller and smaller. And as a dwarf, I really respect that. <laughs> <laughs> smaller is good yeah, yeah. Yeah. good. yeah.
0: It really is a challenge whether you're writing one liners or, or fuller stories like, like Brad and I might do, where you still want it to be as tight as possible. Sure. So it's challenging on both uh, sides oh, sure. of it no, as far no, as. Cause is, yeah. I think we're always, uh, as comedians on a whole, like looking to just make something as strong from top, not have anything you're saying be wasted words, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, I, I struggle that with that. I know where I'm like, all right. Even though I know this might not be as funny as what's coming after, it's it's helping to set set that up, that yeah. next thing, right? So sometimes I might be like, well, just take that out and make it tighter. But then I'm like, yeah, but maybe the the punch that it's getting right after is only happening because, because of, what of I'm this. Saying, that's good thinking. Right? Yeah,
2: it really is. You're right about that. And sometimes that's why I'll leave a, a bad joke in. At least that's what I tell myself because <laughs> uh, it sets up the next one. But but I think also with, with that. Uh, one thing uh that's allowed me to I guess maintain uh popularity with the uh, younger audiences mm-hmm. as an older comic is that my jokes are short. Yeah. So with that shorter attention span that you see today uh for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, I'm able to, you know, keep their attention cuz my jokes are short. And l-
1: now Rodney's catchphrase obviously was I get no respect. Does anyone have more sweating like jokes? Than you do well, I think you're the king of the I'm sweating, sweating I'm sweating like Insert joke here Yeah
2: I sweat a lot That's why I was able
1: to uh, Come with it
2: You know I'm just really using old forms you know, Those are old forms You know Yeah but nobody I, No one does them You know Well that's what I'm lucky with Is since no one is I can use them all And yeah. and they are Cliche in a way, but they always work because. <laughs>
0: well, you're likable, first of all, super likable. You know what I'm saying, and that's that's a piece of the package. Don't you agree?
2: Well, yeah, but don't tell my creditors.
0: That. <laughs> uh, the you're uh, so likable that that you can follow anything, and you have.
2: I feel that I can, yeah.
0: Um, yeah thank you. Um, and and I'm I'm speaking uh on a whole like any sort of situation, um, but one in particular which is crazy, but that. Night at the Laugh Factory when Michael Richards got taped, you are the comic that goes up on after and has to. Calm, I don't even <laughs> calm I, the audience down. I mean, down. Comment, like just comment on it. Even I mean, that is I cannot imagine a bigger obstacle for a comedian. There's been times where you follow someone that that crushes or bombs that you weren't expecting to, and you're like, wow, there's I'm just there's a different energy in the room. But the yeah. energy of of N bomb being screamed to the rooftops, like from a tv star that seems like he, that does, he wouldn't that he never would do, do, that. do that yeah I, mean, it's, I don't even know can you just take us through that he, night even
2: roseanne was like what was he thinking
0: <laughs> uh those are the jokes folks yes, yeah. come on knock it off <laughs>
2: if you would only see me
0: snapping. <laughs> yeah real quick wait before you break down that evening the yeah. sna- when did that c- come in well
2: it's uh my version of snapchat <laughs> i snap and then i chant that's how old school i am
1: uh, yeah and for those of you who have never seen fraser you you usually tell a joke you tell you tell the one liner and then right afterward you give a little just little a little side like, snap yeah is that is that's that because
2: i can't afford a drummer yeah it's a cute yeah i mean uh, so so that was an accident too though i was at brad garrett's club in which is a great club as you know in, in vegas uh, in mm-hmm. vegas at the mgm and um I was walking through the lobby after the show, and everybody was snapping at me with their fingers. And I go, "What are you guys doing?" And they go, "You're that snapping guy." And apparently, I was doing it subconsciously and didn't really realize it. So, oh, interesting. Then I put it into the act. Wow. I mean, wow. so it's so it just
1: like a tick that you were doing yeah, naturally. Yes,
2: I guess you know. And with one liners, it works because uh, that was what the drummers used to do back in the day. Right. That was they the rim hit. shot. In fact, Rodney would go out with a drummer
1: just to do the. Ba-bum-ch- yeah,
2: but it, it is it, nice when you, when
0: you see comic like when i first started seeing like guitar comics and i was like boy what a great extra weapon like yeah. to assist the jokes i mean that's you know to a, another level but well, but it is like and you don't do it every time no right no, yeah
2: because uh you know it, it, you only really need to do it if the joke didn't go over that well <laughs> yeah. which well, is a lot actually well, and, and, and <laughs> i have carpal tunnel yeah. and not and not... lost three washes in the last week
1: <laughs> and not to dive too far into the psychology of this but what you're doing and uh, your you're you're social cueing the audience. Well you because, are because you because now they're trained that whenever they see you snap your fingers, oh, a punchline just happened. I should laugh at this. Well, that's true. It, it's it's it's
2: subconscious, but it works. <laughs> that's true, but the other thing it really does is it's it it, it kind of spoofs that form of mm-hmm. an old school Vegas comic, yeah. yes. which is kind of like, "Hey, you know, stay keep up with me, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah. I think.
0: Did, yeah. did you see on, uh, folks. a lot of <laughs> Vegas comedians uh, when you first started?
2: Well, yeah, I was always a fan of those guys. I was always a fan of Shecky Green. Yeah, and, Shecky
1: and, Green. You know, oh.
2: and, and all the Bob Hope. I was yeah. a big fan. You of You saw Bob and, Hope. I uh, saw Hope. Uh, was he what? met Bob Hope? Wow. wow.
0: That is one good you know Shaky.
2: I knew Shaqy. You knew Shaky. I thought you were saying yeah. I met Shaq.
0: <laughs> <No>. I, I <laughs> met, met Shaq too. Have you?
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh jeez. What was
0: a cooler uh, encounter, Shaq Both or cool. Bob Hope? Both cool. Both yeah. super cool. Now, yeah, well, Bob Hope was one of those guys in our business that right. I I've I, like I would love to I'm just fascinated, but I think he was just yeah, so. Yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. Has there been that? a movie or documentary? There probably has, right? Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. There's it
1: was good. called "Keep Hope Alive." Yeah, was it really? <laughs> no. Well, look at all those
2: old uh, movies, and he's just amazing. He's yeah. amazing. And, what and how did you meet him?
1: Yeah, how did that happen?
2: Uh, well, he came to Ice House one night. Mm -hmm. And was hanging out there I got to meet him there And he came to Laugh Factory One night I met him there
1: And that was in his 90s Yeah when he was older By the
2: way We
0: should clarify For the listeners If you don't know The Ice House Is a comedy club Not a uh, lesbian Eskimo bar
2: (laughs) Well both
1: (laughs) It can be Depends On Thursday
2: Uh, And one night off Yeah. Yeah. But, But but, yeah, back to the uh, the thing with Michael Richards. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that,
0: can you just take it through that night? I mean, is it a standard night show for you? You're walking in? Pretty much a basic night. Basic yeah. night. You're hosting. And
2: I'm hosting. And I remember the guy. Remember we used to have that big, uh, giant security guy? Steve. No, before no. Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian. Yes. Oh, okay. Brian. okay, I remember Brian. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Brian uh, came up to me, and he goes, he was the upstairs uh bouncer that, yeah, yeah and he goes phrase i'm not feeling well i have the flu I, i'm going home early i'm leaving before the show so steve took off uh, uh brian took off yeah. and i didn't even think about it i thought oh, okay so we're doing the show and i brought up johnny sanchez first mm-hmm. and then i brought great up comic Sully mccullough both Absolutely. really good comics great comic and then Sully and i are upstairs hanging out in the lounge upstairs and we're kind of half watching the show on the you know like we screens, do on the yeah. monitor and mm-hmm. talking about other stuff yeah and all of a sudden we hear this guy Going off because what had happened was they had let uh, a group upstairs at Laugh Factory that were having a birthday party. Mm -hmm. And they were pretty loud. Got it. Yeah, they were loud. And they Mm -hmm. weren't really heckling, they were just loud. Yeah. And, I and there's think only
0: as a comic, there's only so long you can ignore that.
2: You eventually have to say something. Yes. Yeah. But n- hopefully not. Hopefully what he you kill said. it with
0: kindness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, rule uh, of thumb: if you're teaching a comedy course <laughs> and how to handle uh, noise, yeah. Uh, number one through five on that list should be: don't scream the n-word. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah that would be uh, number one. Well, you know, and, and really, you I guess what you do is to diffuse that is just yeah, kill them with kindness. Yeah. You know, be friendly. And so yeah. you heard you
0: heard the the there was screaming like a, from and, and so the we, stage or from the audience.
2: Well, kind of both. Okay. And And we look up and he's going off
0: you see him just pointing up and we're and screaming. stunned it was
2: like we're stunned because
0: also you haven't seen look michael richards i saw him two weeks prior uh, at the belly room of the comedy store and i'm talking to him and he's like hey yeah i was like oh man i was like uh big fan man you going up he's like yeah i don't really have an act though i just kind of uh, get up there and i wing it and i'm a little nervous i go i think you're gonna be great i go have you just been getting into stand-up he goes yeah well i was on a show for a while i go oh no shit What what was that Designing women And he kind of <laughs>, laughs And I go Dude I know You know whatever yeah. And then I go Well good luck to you up there I'm sure it'll be great And he got there He did a lot of crowd work And whatnot, But there were some he- girl he- Girls heckling And he kind of laid into them But people were It was a little It was a little malicious But uh, people were so on board With who he was That it went over great People loved it yeah. uh, But I definitely saw A guy who was not comfortable With handling something That was off uh, script.
2: Well, he was known for kind of snapping. Okay. Mm-hmm. you know, And he'd done it several times. Well, okay. I mean,
1: he's the guy, and if, if you go even deeper into his career, he's the guy where he was doing a live show with Andy Kaufman, and Andy was doing his thing and kind of going off script, where Michael Richards, wa- and this is live on TV, he walks off camera, grabs the cue cards, walks on camera, and slams the cue cards down in front of Andy Kaufman. So he's known to get a little upset.
2: Well, I think, you know, he was brilliant as Kramer. Sure. Let's let's be honest. He was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, top. I mean look all those characters are great but like what he was doing on that show and Julie Louis drive I mean they again they were, yeah. all, they were all great but he was but like he was that's unbelievable. there's never yeah. been the same way there's never been an, and will be another Fraser Smith uh, another Kramer like show me another tv character that's that believable and grounded but that big you know yeah. he's
2: unbelievably talented at that mm-hmm. but you know stand ups a different muscle It and is. And, and it takes time to you know to uh create uh, to create a character there it's a different character than the one you're it's kind of like with me in the radio mm-hmm. there's a different character for me than it, uh you know in stand-up than it was on the radio and yeah. i had to figure that out and, and you
0: I, and you at the uh, lesbian eskimo bar like you're a different guy there you yeah, know? yeah. I, you're pamela i am pamela. you've got a, a mullet wig you've got hygiene shorts and cut off a, at the butt
2: and that's a good looking wig <laughs> and, you know i'm very proud of that yeah. uh I, you know it's just a different muscle. So, you, you know, he, he hadn't really developed the stand-up thing yet, I don't right. think. And so uh,
0: so you hear the screaming, and what do you make of it? You're just like, oh, he's got a heckler. Like, well, I don't yeah. need to get At up first and handle Well, it's just this. like,
2: whatever, you know. And then it gets really bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're kind of stunned. And then we go running downstairs, it was like, Kids on Christmas morning we go running down Those back stairs Because we didn't know What was going to happen It is kids on
1: Christmas morning Because yeah. my dad would say The N word downstairs Constantly yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was No he like, wouldn't I
2: want to put that yeah, out yeah, there yeah, yeah.
1: Hey. No he wouldn't
2: <laughs> But I mean, we were just like What's going on You know yeah, what, yeah, I mean, yeah. What's that what? And the first person I ran into was Sinbad <laughs> and he had just walked in this. He goes, oh, my God. Bad. oh, I love him. He goes, "Phrase. I haven't been here in 10 years. He goes, is this what goes on in comedy? these <laughs> This days? is his first time back. Yeah. Oh, could I go, you imagine, I go, bro? I go, I don't know what that was. And, yeah. just, and we're all in the back. And somebody goes, you got to go up there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and, and they go, yeah, you're the host. You got to go up there. I'm like, I, uh, okay, because everybody's filing out. Yeah, the guy that he got in the argument with had stood up and said, "I want everyone out of this club now." Now, every like he's directing traffic. The way wow. the, the guy he
1: was arguing with. Yeah. So, no, he, so not even. Saw, uh, this is from
2: the balcony. He yeah. Says, not even
1: a manager, just yeah, a guy. Just this
2: guy. Yeah. And people are, are are and everyone's grumbling. And I thought for uh, you know, chairs were going to start flying. That's what I thought. Wow. I thought it's going to get really ugly. So anyway, I'm I'm so I'm headed to the stage and I see Jeez. Jim Gaffigan and Gaffigan was the next comic on the list. <laughs> And
0: wait, wait, I, wait, but so this is after the n bomb has been exchanged. yeah. yeah, yeah. now, yeah. what was first of all, just real quick when that was said, was it was there a gasp? was it a yeah oh there was my. a
2: gasp? And everyone was like stunned, and it was like and 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 um, and so everyone starts filing out. Yeah, we want our money back. That was the worst part for Jamie. I Everyone mean, wanted their money back. But, uh,
0: <laughs> the buddy, let's talk about it. it. I, think, yeah. I, think, I mean, you, saw half,
1: show,
2: yeah. so you saw half
0: show, so maybe half ticket. You're
2: you're uh, yeah, yeah. Elaine will be here it.
0: next week. She <laughs> loves black. Poor guy, poor yeah. guy. He yeah. just trying to make it. Yeah.
2: So we, you know, so there's uh, So I go, I say to Gaff and I go, Well, I'm bringing you up, and he goes, Oh no, you're not. <laughs> The, the, point, smart move. the whitest comic ever. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hot pockets cannot follow. No. Hot uh, pockets no. can
2: wait. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I go up there, and I guess the first thing I said was, uh, uh, "Sorry about that, folks." <laughs> <laughs>
0: which, 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 which is like, I mean, I mean, it's so such a a simple yet accurate way to describe. Yes. What just like,
1: well, because you can't not. go up there and say, So have you seen this in the news, guys? Yeah, like, you can't, yeah, go, back yeah, you can't go back. You have to address
2: it, but you don't want yeah. to, you don't want uh, to blow it up. You can't blow it up either. So it was a weird one. And then I did say, uh, I go, I think we just saw uh, Kramer morph into Mel Gibson because it was right after you know the Mel yeah. Gibson thing. You know what?
1: Having a line. Wow. I had a line. Having yeah. a line.
2: Yeah, I had a line and it got a laugh. And then, but then I had to do 10 minutes and that was brutal. Oh, uh, you know, and I'll tell you who saved the day who Mm -hmm. didn't, uh, I don't think, get any credit for this, but Mike Marino. Because I brought Mike up next. He was the guy after uh, Jim. Jim. Oh, so so Jim was like, no. Jim's not going up. Oh, wow. So I brought up Marino, and Marino gets up there, and he goes, hey, what's the big deal? He goes, "Uh, I'm from Jersey. This happens every day. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, this is nothing. And the way he he said it, it just calmed everybody down. Yeah. But there weren't many people left. I was going to say about at a, that point, and also the chaos
0: is just filing into the lobby and outside. And they're outside. It's almost like that transition to the, the midnight whole show, right? Outside,
2: you kind of yeah. Only yeah. everyone's pissed. <laughs> oh, well, that can happen then too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everyone's out out front, just screaming, and and it was crazy, chaotic. Wow. Uh, he and somehow escaped up to Jamie's offices upstairs in the. Third I was going to say
0: you can't just walk outside at that No, point. Yeah, those guys yeah. were probably looking for him, right? They were I'm sure yeah. they were,
2: and I think he wanted to go down and apologize out front, and everybody oh. goes, "No, dude." Yeah, don't
1: <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, and, you can't, you know. man. And and this is the time, and people don't remember like it, it, like this is before cell phone cameras. This is before everyone has.
2: Well, everybody kind of thought it was just going to be a bad night because. Yeah. People were just starting to use cell phone cameras, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't even, I, you know. I'm at the comedy store the next night, and uh, we were talking about it. We said, "Did you, uh, you know, did you hear he had a meltdown, kind of?" you know, but people were kind like, of oh, putting right, the pieces together. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, well, that'll probably blow over." But it's mm-hmm. too bad he did that. And then somebody goes, "I bet somebody had a camera running, a phone." And back then, it was just you know there were still flip phones, flip phones. yeah. yeah. So were, real
0: grainy video, yeah. yeah.
2: And people were just starting to take video, right? And so sure enough, somebody did have one running, and that's what and got
0: happened. all the yeah. the juicy parts of yeah. that exchange. And the only I mean, thing they got of me
2: was me at the very end going, <laughs> <laughs> "Sorry about that, folks." <laughs> so everybody, hey. everyone did you get was, a lot of texts and emails yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everyone, and uh, that's a credit, right? Uh, it is, yeah. Is
1: that on IMDb? Well, certainly. The, the guy from the Michael Richards video? <laughs> not Michael Richards. It's yeah. not, the,
2: not the kind of social media ex- uh, uh, exposure uh, I, yeah. I was looking for. But, <laughs> but I did have one. This was a bad incident. Um, somebody, uh, I, I had pitched a show to a big uh, production company. Mm-hmm. They had a show on the air, network show. And I thought I had pitched, a, a, done a really good pitch. And they weren't getting back to me. They weren't returning my calls. They weren't returning my calls. So, uh, right the next day after this happened, I get this call and it's their assistant, and she goes, "They are. They really want to talk to you. They really need to talk to you." And I thought, "Oh man, they like my idea. Oh, man. You know, great." So they get on the phone, and everyone had been calling me, asking me, sure. "What happened? What happened?" Sure. You know. So I get on the phone. They go, "Hey, what happened with Kramer?" And I go, "You know what? Fuck you." <laughs> And I,
1: and I, I, well, By the way,
2: for those, like, never you, did sell that show. You,
1: you, yeah, I was gonna, You don't swear really. Yeah. yeah.
2: No. So, but, but so to have
1: was, that go on, that, oh, that That, God, me that makes off. me
2: laugh because you know, uh, you know, they, they 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 wouldn't return my call. Yeah. For what I was hoping for, and right. yet they didn't have no problem calling me to ask me something. Different dumb priorities. Oh, oh, man. Man. Yeah.
1: How 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 fast did you have a sweating like Michael Richards at a? I did have one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. Uh, I mean, now you. You I'm could be Like
2: Michael Richards Anywhere Yeah
1: <laughs> You could be still, your own Still yeah you, yeah you could be your own Sweating like joke Where you're like Sweating like Fraser Smith Having to, follow, to follow Michael, Michael Richards Richard, <laughs> Yeah Frasier if
0: you had A plush doll With a uh, pull string In the back
2: Which I do <laughs>
0: Come on But that has nothing To do with his <laughs> yeah, comedy it does
2: It's a whole different thing
0: That could have um, Three Frazier catchphrases I want Two comedy And one life What would they be
2: uh, Well Uh these are the jokes, folks. Yep, that's it. Uh, that would be, be one. And, um, well, no.
0: Okay. So, okay. Now, so two comedy, one life, right? Yeah. Is yeah. There, what about a, a joke, that might be, or I like, guess a line,
1: or a the uh, a, come the on. essential Fraser Smith one-liner.
2: <clears throat> well, I don't. know There's essential. Okay. I guess I should I do one that I'm doing now. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, I like you get one
1: joke
0: in the plush toy. Uh,
2: Trump keeps uh, saying that he doesn't want the NFL players to take a knee. I go. That's funny. He didn't have a problem with Stormy Daniels. <laughs> go, she took two. Come on, folks. Knock it off.
0: Legend. Oh my God. All right. Now, now, one for life. Like a wow. Fraser Smith anecdotal. I've seen it all. Here's some just straight up life encouragement. Uh,
2: I well <laughs> encouragement. I don't
0: know. Or just advice, or just uh, or something you say, or a quote you like, or um.
2: Well, I always like uh, when Rodney would say, hey, all right, cut it out. Okay, knock it off. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like it, it's just, it just doesn't mean anything. But it's just that kind of, hey, it's not real serious up here. Yeah. Hey. You know, life is not that. You know, uh, I guess that would be the only real redeeming feature of my character would be that his attitude <laughs> is, life's not that serious. Don't yeah. be don't be so uh, uptight about everything and, and just silly is good and light is good.
0: Well, I want to piggyback on that because how do you feel when, because I think your, your comedy is so universal and likable that people, any person can uh, enjoy it. And, you know, when you see people, you've done shows, been a part of them uh, or seen it from uh, uh, uh Offstage stage of people just getting perturbed at a show and getting offended or whatever how do you understand that or are you just like
2: why well, i get it especially nowadays people are uptight and i think it's a it's an uptight world look what's going on mm-hmm. you know and and i think it, the only thing i really bring to the table is uh, a lighter take it life yeah. you know and, and and i don't know i guess i've always had that and that's why i always got in trouble in school because i would oh, always re- oh, you be, did yeah i would never be taking anything seriously and i was always in the back of the room making jokes about the teacher and yes. they always hated me and you know this <laughs> is what? the lunch folks uh, yeah. this <laughs> is the <laughs> lunch <laughs> uh, <I'm not> gonna, <laughs> this is the spanish you know, this is the, uh, do
0: you remember things you would utter to five classmates? years of
2: spanish one is not a joke i really
0: uh <laughs> wow couldn't yeah. get past it huh
2: yeah and um well i just did a thing for my high school reunion i sent a thing and i said uh i did just a bunch of uh, getting old jokes mm-hmm. and i go i don't say i'm getting old i I sent him a, uh, a video because I couldn't be there. I go, but I've got medic alert on speed dial. Oh. I, go, I go, at this point, uh, my uh, blood type is Geritol. I go, if my prostate gets any bigger, I'm going to have to uh, count it as a dependent. I go, when I flip people off, thanks to my arthritis, it hurts me more than it does them. God damn it. These are the jokes. God, uh, knock it off.
0: The legend. Do you, uh, do you ever... Do you have books and books of jokes, or are you just remembering them all?
2: You know, I I wish I had kept... Uh, more Of my older jokes mm-hmm. I, I let a lot of them go Because you know The one thing I have Is a, a quick turnover And Because yeah. uh, it's current events It's news Yeah so the But I, I later figured out You could you could uh, And you guys know this You can take an old joke And tweak it Yeah uh, To today Just Absolutely. by changing a couple words sure. And like an idiot I let a lot of those older jokes go That were pretty good
1: Yeah I mean that, You um, could uh, Take any racial topic It's usually universal You just plug in some other name That yeah. like Yeah Yeah you, you can know, take you, you can take a Michael Richards joke which, and Roseanne and 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 Roseanne wow. yeah. and essentially just switch them or update them and then you're good to go. Thank you, Roseanne. <laughs>
2: Did you work with her? I know Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, I know Roseanne.
1: Have you talked yeah. to her throughout all this?
2: Uh, I haven't. I don't know her that well. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but uh, I was always a fan of her sure. in terms you, of her stand up. I loved her stand up. Course, but uh, I Who didn't, when you when you first, like what happened here?
0: When you, you moved here in in when? Uh, Seventy eight. And how, uh, I mean,
1: just, and start comedy here at that same well,
2: time. Well, I, 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 I got on the radio pretty quickly. I got on K Rock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, this is not Kevin and Bean K Rock. This is before this them. This
2: is before they actually had studios.
1: No. They, uh, <laughs> it was like, it was actually in yeah.
2: a hotel suite. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I get this job, and I'm coming from Detroit, and I'd been in a big station there, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, but you were on air. Yeah, I'm on the air, and that got me uh, noticed in town because K-Rock was the hot station then because they were the underdog. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing in the new music, all the new wave and all the hip hop. I mean, the uh, uh, new wave and, and the punk.
1: Yeah, they right. were bringing in. And this is and in the seventies.
2: Yeah, late seventies. 70s. Late seventies. 70s really, and yeah. uh, so I got this gig there, and all of a sudden I blew up. I was like viral before there was viral. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what uh, What
0: do you think contributed to that? What were you doing? Just
2: I was just. Uh, A wild kid, yeah. you know, on cocaine and crazy. For real? Yeah, I was a wild cat. While you were on air? Yeah, I was out of my mind. Wow. But I was young enough to do it. what's
1: that like? It was
2: just all my same jokes. These are are jokes, folks. These are 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 jokes. Really fast. (laughs) These (laughs) are jokes. Holy crap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's got jokes? You got (laughs) jokes? Oh, man, I'd suck a dick for some jokes.
2: (laughs) I was just out of my mind. Is that one of the plush toy catchphrases? (laughs) I'd suck a dick for some jokes. Yeah, sure. I probably would. I need jokes. I need jokes. But, you know, (laughs) it was like a really good good uh chance for me to blow up because mm-hmm. you know uh everyone went to that little station it was a and it was a great story they went from i call it worst to first i've actually yeah. written a, a a script about it where they were a last place station that leapfrogged all the big corporate stations wow and and we we're last place there's a lot of stations in this market over a hundred yeah, yeah. yeah they went to the number one wow um, where were they before that Uh, whatever 102 yeah that's (laughs) incredible but it was like um, and Rodney Bingenheimer had a lot to do with it oh right right. you know Rodney Rodney Bingenheimer
1: yeah number one voice in radio this is Literally, literally, what he talks like, Rodney
2: is Godhead, crazy little the Pillsbury guy. Doughboy. No, he's just a little <laughs> guy. He looks like
1: um, he's the king of the. They they made a documentary about Rodney Bingenheimer, he, Mayor of the Sunset Strip. Yeah, Mayor Mayor wow. Mayor of the Sunset Strip, and that's who he is. <laughs> and he's a guy back in the day when bands could give their their CD their record to a DJ. The DJ could listen to it and be like, I like this, and then play it. Whereas that can't happen now. No, now now you have so many bosses and the lineups are predetermined, but he broke so many so many bands. huge bands i, I mean you know, from
2: from zeppelin and queen
1: and and Bowie yeah. and and everybody and and to more modern bands like no like no doubt no doubt was a local ska punk band in orange county right. they got their tape to rodney bingenheimer he put it on k-rock and boom now gwen stefani's banging
2: a country star yeah so i
1: mean yeah it's thanks like... a lot
2: rodney uh, but you know he, we all we, right we just took all of our cues from him because he knew what he was doing and with the yeah. music and so Start playing all that music, and then I was lucky enough to break a couple of big bands. And uh, who'd you break? Well, uh, Hanson. Yeah, I thought you played Those, Those three idiots. Uh, no. I, <laughs> Those I, chicks are hot.
0: They moved. <laughs> you me can across. find them every Thursday at yeah. the Ice House. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah
2: the lesbian bar. <laughs> yeah. The uh, they they moved from the uh, from the hotel room. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were actually in a hotel suite across the street because they were building new studios. So they went allegedly. They uh, w- went into this little two story building and uh david lee roth used to climb up the fire escape i didn't know who it was at that time and climb in through the window we had no security (laughs) kick in the door and he'd go hey man you got to play my test pressing bro and i'd be like what get out of here you know i'd toss him out you know and then Mm -hmm. he'd come back next week and he kept so finally i played it and it was ain't talking about love and the, the phones lit up and then we started playing that song and then it you know took off wow um, i don't know if i discovered him but i mean i i helped hey with, you helped break van halen like, yeah yeah i guess you know so, there and, you and, go. There were, and you know uh k-rock in those days could do that because everybody was listening to him yeah. everybody you could break uh, a band and then i got really big off of that in in a very short amount of time
1: mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's when radio was uh i mean yeah so radio a local radio show was the equivalent of. Carson for that market where you would just if you were on the radio and some
2: guy played you or some guy mentioned you Be killing it. I remember going to a party and somebody and Carson was there and he goes I hear Fraser Smith is here (laughs) <laughs> I, I was like an underground. Wait, holy are, shit. wait, are you serious? Yeah, I was like an wow. underground. Only you said it like this. Ah, uh, I hear uh, Fraser Smith is here. That's weird. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I got my name got really big. It was like Stern type of thing, you know. Oh no shit! Not maybe as big as Stern, but it, but it got pretty big. I, I've and it was just story, because yeah. of that uh, station. Really, it wasn't me. Now I've,
1: was, heard old, I've heard old I've heard old K Rock stories about mm-hmm. how uh managers and record labels would slip the djs extra cash drugs things like that to get to to get their bands on the air is is that that all happened back then can you confirm or deny you can you can confirm
2: i can confirm unofficially (laughs) and uh yeah no those were the days when that still i guess was going on yeah and uh you know uh it was a, a wild and woolly time and
1: yeah, now have you because con- i know adam carolla is making the k-rock documentary is he really yeah have you reached out to him at all
2: you know they uh one of their guys contacted me and then okay. i haven't heard back from them so i haven't uh really done anything oh, we gotta help bridge that gap but yeah. i am a, i'm a big fan of adam's so i think he's awesome sure. and i love that whole era of k-rock that that followed well sure it's adam carolla
1: it's jimmy kimmel those guys were awesome yeah Yeah. all all on the radio they're still awesome but back when they were on k-rock they were great and and they're just local talent that everyone sort of passed up and then k-rock found these guys yeah were you on in the morning or
2: no i was on at night i had a friday and saturday night show awesome and um at the peak of the of the thing i got fired because i i didn't realize i was really young and I, i didn't realize uh off the record is not really off the record, because they did <sighs> oh. a big article on me in uh, LA, LA Magazine, I think it was, and um, the reporter shows up, and he's like, uh, because they were, they were, at that time, they were trying to sell the station, which they wound up doing, mm-hmm. uh, and so they were playing no commercial, it was commercial free. Oh, so wow. that meant our checks were bouncing and all this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I didn't want to quit because it was too big. Yeah. So right. I just kept going in, you know, anyway. And the reporter at the end, he goes, hey, do you want to go have a drink? And uh, so we go over to the lesbian bar. <laughs> and uh, we, we, so we're hanging out. We're having a drink. And he goes, uh, hey, off the record. And he had his tape recorder shut off and it was in his uh, 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 backpack. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, you know, he's... It's in his backpack. Yeah. It's in Can't ba- penetrate we, yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. This is Jansport. Yeah, we're yeah. just talking. Yeah. <laughs> so we're having a drink. And and and, I, and he goes, well, tell me off the record. What's going on over there? I mean, they're, they're not playing any commercials. How are you guys getting paid? What's oh, going no. on? So I up. start going, yeah. So I start going, well, you know, we're not gonna be, open up uh, it in like, your heart, like, yeah, yeah. And and I said all this stuff that you, you know, I was an idiot. Yeah. And so when this big article comes, it was a huge article on me. Uh, I thought this is going to be my big break. Yeah. Oh I get, no. I get fired the next day. Holy yeah, shit! Because get,
0: the article. Yeah. Now because mainly... and I don't
2: blame my bosses. You know what? They were trying to sell that place. Mm-hmm. They didn't need some dummy kid. Going on there and and uh, spilling the beans, fuck you know, and so in a, it was really on me. But then, but then you got picked up by K, uh, KLS. KLS. It worked pretty out pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I was off for about a month and didn't know what I was going to do. What did
1: you do in that month?
2: Just hung around with my buddies and got loaded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and was depressed. Yeah, because you know it's really a weird thing to be uh, kind of like probably what Roseanne's feeling right now. Sure, so, sure. You know, you're you're on top one day and the next day you're down. And you're way down because all of a sudden no one can reach you and people bail quick. Yeah. You know, I Especially noticed Especially in this town Well, yeah, probably Yeah But I noticed that uh, I'd never been a big, you know hot shot with women or anything But all of a sudden When I was the big uh, radio guy I was getting all these women That's It was unbelievable awesome. It was like a rock star I was <laughs> oh like, how did this God, happen? Fresh. Yeah
0: I couldn't believe how it was happening Did you have a go-to line Or a place you would Nothing. take them to? Nothing, I just had the
1: show Wow but the show, This is the penis, folks <laughs> <laughs> That didn't work yeah. but, you know, but, uh, but as soon
2: as my show went off the air They were all gone Yeah Yeah, I just it, just, it happens. Quick. That's this
1: city, though, right? Yeah,
0: I it, guess it's or L.A. fame or in general, right? Just yeah, general, I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: they talk about it, that having that happening to sports players all the time, where it's like they're 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 the king and then they get injured they have to retire or just they get cut from the team and, all and i don't mean it's all that it's a
2: knock on women at all i just no. mean i think it's just what what i was trying to say really is what you said it's fame mm-hmm. all of a sudden when someone's fame goes everybody bails yeah it's not just everybody yeah. everybody's like well there goes my manager <laughs> there goes my agent <laughs> i know and they all bailed on me
1: too now when Jesus. when when does stand up come in because while you're doing all this radio stuff is is uh going uh, to clubs well and, yeah. I,
2: I had met uh jamie masada and a friend of mine uh who was a comedian and a producer he's You about about 15 20 more minutes yeah about 20. great Uh, okay great uh was um was producing my show this mm-hmm. guy, uh, Vic Dunlop. I don't know if you remember Vic. I remember Vic Dunlop. Great guy, yeah. really, really funny comedian. Oh, wow. was on a uh, uh, Make Me Laugh. Yeah, uh, show Make Me Laugh. Yeah, and he was Could make
1: uh, really weird f- eyes. Like his eyes would kind of bulge out he when he would the do crazy a crazy eyes. Line. Yeah, 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 A yeah, yeah, really Vic. funny
2: dude. And and he uh, was a, um, a producer as well, and had okay. been doing some TV stuff. And he was kind of the go-to guy around town for comedy at that time. So uh, he had this little office up in Hollywood Boulevard. He goes, Fraser, I want to produce your show. So I thought, okay, cool, you know. So I go up, this is when I got the KLOS job. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, the, the first day up there, he goes, uh, we're in his office and he goes, I got a guy I want you to meet. I think he's gonna be your sidekick. And I hadn't even thought about a sidekick. I was like, what? I work alone, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so then he walks, he, he brings in this guy, in walks this guy with this white suit and a white hat I go, who is this idiot? It was Jamie. You know, I just thought he looked crazy. And and uh, and so we start talking, and I couldn't understand anything he was saying, because <laughs> of, this was the 70s. He, Dude, he that Israeli really accent
0: was so thick back then. Yeah, yeah,
2: really thick. And he'd been doing stand-up, I guess, at the comedy store. So, but we hit it off. At first, I didn't. At first, I was like, who Jamie is Jamie was doing stand up. Yeah. Masada. I, yeah. And I go, who? This guy's annoying. You know, that was my first <laughs> thought. I go, Vic is wrong. Yeah. Usually, Vic is right, but yeah. he's wrong. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, Jamie and I started to hit it off. He, I realized, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah. Man. And then. Uh, Something about
0: him, right? Yeah.
2: He was a cool guy. Once you get to know him, you're like, he's "All right, real cool. there's a swagger. And he to you. is funny. Yeah. And, you know, he's not funny like a stand up. He's just funny in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just because of the accent. Uh, Because I don't want to be that traditional guy that you know. Remember, this is the time where where Iran had the hostages, or just before that. And I thought, oh, is this a good idea to put a, a you know, a Persian guy on, you know. The, yeah. yeah. So we, uh, but he was, the the audience took to him immediately. And I think they thought he was maybe an actor putting the voice on. <laughs> and he, we
1: all have thought that at various <laughs> stages of <laughs> our lives going <laughs> to the Laugh Factory. Yeah, right? Like, this guy can't be serious. <laughs> can't yes, be yes, he really. is. He is committing to the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: This can't really be, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the crowd loved him. And he was called Buddy Buddy. And uh, because oh that's what he God. would say every, to everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was his. Get hey, buddy,
2: buddy, how you doing, buddy? You know, and so he gets on the show and uh, he's just he goes off. And he, every other sentence is Laugh Factory. And my boss used to say to me, what? Why? I, you know, other people are paying a lot of money for the those mm-hmm. ads. You can't have him saying Laugh Factory every 10 seconds. But he would get on there and uh, you'd be in the middle of a bit. And all of a sudden he dropped Laugh Factory. <laughs> and you go, Jamie. Grassroots uh, marketing. Yeah, yeah, it really was. No and he had this tiny little club.
0: It was about. He would come in while, the, while you were uh, banging girls and be like, Laugh Factory. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You could not get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. and, but he, he, uh, he tells me one day, he goes, buddy, I am going to buy club. And I, I go, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I found a club, buddy. So I knew he didn't have a dime, but he had borrowed some money from a big producer who was trying to get a tax write-off. So he bought that little corner, which is about a third. He had about a third of what he's got now. You know, it's a thin. uh, It was like a Turkish prison. It was just like real thin. I've
1: seen old photos of Richard Pryor on stage. What looks like a hallway. Yeah, it's like a hallway. Just a hallway.
2: And it probably held max seventy. Yeah. And you had to cram them in, and uh, you know, none of the big comics would go there Uh, at first. Nobody. So all the comics were going to Comedy Store, and they they they'd. uh, Uh, round the corner there at Laurel and Sunset and wave at us like suckers. Wow. Was there an
0: audience or any? I mean, uh,
2: you know, at first none, but then my radio show was pretty big so I could get a lot of people in. Awesome. So I would fill it up. For stage time, yeah? Uh, Or no? Yeah, for stage time. I had never done stand-up. I wanted to try it. And uh, gave me a chance to uh, try stand up, and so the deal was: you mention give give us some mentions, and then uh, you can get up on stage. Wow! Wow! So I was going up, there, and then every once in a while, a big star would come in to try out their stuff, like Pryor yeah. or Eddie Murphy was in there one night, and and he would come in with Paul Mooney, and Mooney was the by far the best comic that would come there, and they would and Dice, mm-hmm. and they would come in just to try new stuff.
1: Right. You know. And, well, I mean, and it makes a lot of sense this uh, where someone would want maybe a smaller room not the hopping place at the comedy like store. an open
2: mic of today
1: yeah where you would just go be like let me just see if this is good yeah. b- before i take it to a main stage
2: yeah yeah and and i was just terrible and i had um uh some people would say I've never uh, passed that point, but I, I, you know, I had these all these dumb, really bad one-liners. You know, that, I was still doing one-liners, but they were
0: bad. And then, what would the comics say to you?
2: Would, well, I mean, prior, they didn't care because gonna... they were as bad as me. Except for <laughs> well, when Pryor and those guys would come in, they wouldn't yeah. stay long. Oh, okay. They would yeah, they right out. Um, but I do remember one time uh, Tyson was there. With, uh, with uh, Eddie Murphy and and uh, wow. Moon, and Mooney, and this just is after like Peak Tyson, Peak Tyson, he just wow. won the championship for the first time. He's oh, twenty-two, geez. right? So he's out front. No one recognized him. But I recognize I'm a boxing fan So I recognize him And I go Hey it's the champ And he mm-hmm. was just uh, Excited to have someone Recognize him He's like Yeah hello Hey Frase You okay <laughs> I saw your jokes up there You know So I, so we're, we're talking <laughs> These are the jokes folks Jokes folks they Knock it off <laughs> and, uh, yeah, So they, all of a sudden uh, Everyone does recognize him Sure that voice And they start surrounding him yeah. So then he can't get away Then he's uh-huh. mad at me Yeah Why'd you, you know, stop me? You know, so they yeah. to, and then I remember I still remember Eddie Murphy standing on the corner with his hands on his hips going, come on, man. He was trying to get Tyson out of there. Yeah. So they could wow. leave. And here was Tyson causing this big oh commotion. God. What's it
1: like to have a 22 year old Mike Tyson mad at you? It wasn't uh, pleasant.
2: <laughs> Wait, it was, so Eddie Murphy would go up. Uh, yeah. Once in a while. What was that like? But he was mostly there, I think, to see Pryor and, yeah. and to hang with uh, Mooney. Everyone idolized Mooney. Yeah, and Mooney, uh, Paul Mooney, uh, if you don't know, is yeah. a, a, a legendary comedian sure. who wrote the a lot writer of writer for Richard stuff, and, yeah, 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 and uh, wrote a lot of stuff for uh, uh, Eddie too, and, and then Chappelle show. Yep, so like just a he's, genius, just a genius, genius writer and genius performer, and well, he would you, hold court, and he was by far the best comic there. You know, the rest of us were a bunch of knuckleheads. But Robin was coming through the factory, yeah. Robin would come down once in a while too, and Robin was always pleasant and wonderful. Yeah. I mean, just a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, super cool. And, and you, all of a sudden, there's this genius on stage at the Little Laugh Factory. And then what happened I mean, there, that's a big <clears throat>
0: presence in a small space, right?
2: Well, yeah, those guys. I mean, you know, and then what finally happened was that um, uh, Jamie uh, had, had saved up some money. He was saving his dough. Mm-hmm. And the guy had a—the a, restaurant next door was called Ah Fong's. And Ah Fong's was a famous Chinese restaurant with, that the stars all went to. And the, the inside of the restaurant wasn't that great, but the food was awesome. So uh, and it was back in the limo era. So limos wow. would pull up nonstop all day. Wow. And we pretend like they were coming to see us at the last yeah, <laughs> minute. Yeah, sure. And then, you know, the driver would run in and get the food for the star and come back out and they'd take off. So uh, finally, uh, Mr. Afong uh, had passed away and they were going to sell the place. So Jamie raised enough money to buy it. And he so he bought the next thing, and all the comics. One night came in, and we knocked the wall down with sledgehammers. What <laughs> that, that, that between the yeah thing, so uh, then he's got this little club, and it was like, but it, it looked bad. It was mm-hmm. just it mm-hmm. was just chairs he had somehow managed to get a hold of, and, and it just really didn't look like a very a very good club. But I got a call. My buddy was uh, the head of Fox at that time and fox was just starting up and they wanted to do uh, a, a stand-up show and they've been doing it at igby's which was a club down in west uh, la owned by jan smith who's now the booker at the ice oh uh, yeah and jan had that club and but it was too far off broadway for them they wanted to be on sunset because they were based on sunset
1: so and jamie had that prime real he estate had that, and
2: my buddy calls yeah. me he goes i'm just about to make your friend a millionaire and i go what and he goes yeah we're, we're taking that club so they came in and they renovated it at no small expense, you know, and, and fixed it all up. And then they started doing that show Comic Strip Live out of there, which mm-hmm. they did for like eight years. And he got a huge weekly uh, fee for that. So he saved a location fee and he saved up all that money. Jamie just did really well at, at some point, And that put him on the map. Wow! Amazing. Yeah. Until Michael Richard showed up, <laughs> <laughs> and really <laughs> put him really put him on the map.
0: Who would come through uh, Starwise? Do you remember? Like that was. Because we hear these stories about like Dublin's and the Jay Davis shows, and
2: well, and you know, you just remember back in those days, uh, people didn't really know who Bill Burr was, but Bill Burr was coming in there, you know. Yeah, and, but I mean,
0: like celebrities that would come to the shows. I'm saying. Oh, they would come to the yeah, shows. Yeah, like Cher. You know, I don't know. You'd like,
2: see uh, Mick Jagger was there yeah. one time. Uh, I remember Uma Thurman was there one time. Rihanna came in. Wow. There it uh, is. You know, uh, they've had a lot of stars. Because you know years.
0: now it's like you know bieber and drake's dad you know it's yeah. like you know <laughs> not not even drake but, yeah but his dad shows up oh, yeah yeah i remember uh, roasting drake's dad once i didn't even know it was drake's dad i was like this guy looks like the persian super mario and he was just fucked up and we had this like really funny back and forth and afterwards he was like he was like i'm drake's dad i was like no you're not and he goes <laughs> oh, can you, yeah i
1: am And he started showing me pictures like all right yeah all right unless what, you, you push a t <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. wait that i just want to acknowledge that fraser smith <laughs> Knows about the beef going on between Drake and Pusha T. Yeah, oh, so yeah.
2: I'm trying to hook up Dennis Rodman to solve that. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, yeah. How- it, it, how
0: much do you follow um, just the topical uh, events of, of today? I mean, are you reading the news daily now, or is it getting
2: yeah, well? You know, tougher it's, and tougher. It's to pretty pay ugly attention? nowadays, and uh, there's some things you really can't make a joke about.
0: Actually. I was going to ask you about that because yeah. you know there obviously are, are comics out there that are um, that have this mindset of nothing's off limits. But, shit, I haven't heard somebody yet tackle the, uh, you know, kids getting separated from their families, well, and he, I don't know how you do that. Because there's not a
2: lot of humor in that. And, you know, the other thing is that i found, and it's kind of a chicken shit way of doing it, really, in a way, but it's Carson used to do it, too, uh, is, you know, he used to say, if you hear me do a Republican joke, I'm going to do a Democratic joke next. He goes, because I, I can't afford to lose 50% of my audience. Yeah. Right. So what what you try to do, what I try to do is keep it silly. And, yeah. again, that's really what I think I bring to the table. It's just light and silly. So yeah. I'll do a Trump joke, but it won't be a hard Trump joke. It'll be a wacky Right. Trump well, it,
1: yeah, it's like the Trump joke you said earlier about the Stormy Daniels. Yeah. You're not taking a policy side. Yeah. You're just saying the facts of what happened.
2: And I think, you know, you have to because it <sighs> depends where you're playing. Yeah. Like, you know, we all... We play in town here. We play in these uh, liberal enclaves. And then you go to Vegas, and you've got people from red states in there. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing hard jokes against Trump, then they boo. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to just keep it silly. Yeah. Make make fun of his hair. Sure. You know, stuff that, you know. Toes the line but doesn't uh,
0: make a strong stance, I I guess. I mean, do you feel like this is –
2: I think for other people maybe, uh, guys, they can can take a little stronger stance. My character doesn't really – work that best that way
1: right yeah and, and and it's good that you recognize that and go okay this is who i am uh some comics try to like and this is sort of the advice i try to give young comics when they ask me like what should i talk about i go well do you like politics and they go like no i go well then
2: don't talk about politics <laughs> well yeah yeah don't do that like I, if I, you're I not that's that guy true, man you know uh, if you're not lewis black don't try to be yeah you know and and I think that's real good advice. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's more just my guy is just kind of a silly, nutty, Vegasy guy. And that's
1: and, why I always just, I'm always comforted when I see that you're like hosting the show because I go, great. Frazier's gonna go up there. He's gonna do Frazier. You're gonna do the one-liners. Get everybody happy. Everybody laughing. And now and now and now we're ready for the rest of the show. Because uh, sometimes because the host, it's all it, it's weird. I've heard of the comics talk about this. But traditionally, the, 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 the host of the show is like, okay, well, that's the weakest guy on the show. It shouldn't be. It's the hardest job.
2: Well, it, you know, in some areas, it's not. In England, the host yeah. is the star of the show. Right. And, uh, and, and I think in Boston, to certain cities, they, they view the host as the, the star. Yeah. Um, I just like it because I like Carson. That was my whole thing. Yeah. I just wanted to be Carson. And, yeah. and, you know, my whole thing was, well, Carson's a host. I'm going to be that guy.
0: You should have a talk show. Well, and, I know thanks, you were, guys. and you were you filmed that uh, pilot right for the Laugh Factor? That was a when you had like Robert Downey Jr. on. When you yeah, were that was
2: my. I was hoping to get something off of that, and I came close. Uh, I have not been able to land that, and that has been probably the the uh, most difficult part of my career is I haven't been able to uh, you know establish my dream, which was to get that late night TV show. Um, you know, and I'm still out there pitching. Yeah, I'm at mm-hmm. an age where I don't know. You know, if they're gonna uh, uh, do something with a guy in my age bracket, but you know what? I I have to keep going. I can't uh, give up. To. You can't give up on your dream.
0: No, I was going to ask, like, what's a typical Fraser day like in L.A.?
2: Well, you know, I'm I'm usually uh, well, usually he has to pay the hooker first. That's first, and then because <laughs> they won't leave otherwise. Uh, you know, but I, uh, uh, you know, usually for me, it's it's checking the news sources. All you know, I check all the news mm-hmm. sources. What time are you getting up? I'm up, you know, usually about nine because I, I'm up late, you know, and then yeah. I, I'm looking at stuff. I watch all the late night shows. I try to watch all those. Mm-hmm. And then I try to write some stuff in the morning if I can. And, and then it's just used like all of us. I just run errands. And then uh, usually now I have to take a nap if I've got shows that night.
1: <laughs> yeah, just so you can recharge and kind ca- yeah. of ca- and ca- and be ready. And you also record your own podcast. I want to have everyone... Love that uh, go check out Frazier's podcast It's called Puck Off It is a hockey podcast You do with Joe Bartnick I've been on the He's podcast Brad's been on there man yeah. It's fun He's great Well when it, I get a team In Seattle Which we are You're, our, you're, you're getting our, one man then I'm then happy come. for you and You know That actually will be A
0: great episode Because you can get me Maybe opening day And just get like the Seattle,
2: Seattle
1: uh, The Seattle Opinion Well in that perspective Of Boot somebody, somebody who's got great. A hockey
2: team You would be great On there And yeah. I'm so glad They're doing that franchise Seattle's it's, a great town As you know for sports Yeah
1: it should
0: have Every sport You know what I'm saying It should And, and, it hockey, should. Uh, and
2: they're going to Support that team That's going to be A great market Brad's a Ducks fan Yes sir And uh, you know it's great having him On there I've been really uh, Fortunate with this thing I love Joe Bartnick He's yeah, my he's partner great. on there Yeah he's hilarious But I did not really Want to do this initially Because Why? I hadn't been Following hockey I was a big hockey guy The only sport I was any good at It was Hockey! Wow. When I was a still kid. play, no, yeah, but I uh, uh, and uh, there's many reasons for that. But I, yeah, sure. uh, but I, uh, won't let you. Uh, well, she's got sharper elbows than I do. But, but, yeah, that costs extra. But you know, the thing is that uh, you know, I, I, I still love the game, but I hadn't been following it. So mm-hmm. I said to Joe, "No, nah, I don't want to do this." And he goes, "Come on, man, you know how to run a show." He figured I knew how to run a show, and so we started doing it. And it, it it took off in the hockey cities, you yeah. know. As, as you know, Brad, there's a lot of uh, cities like Boston and Philly and and, and New York, Chicago where in mm-hmm. Chicago, where where hockey's big. So now I have fans in all those cities, and I'm just so glad I did it. I'm glad Joe talked me into it.
1: it it's it, awesome. It, it's really great, and and uh, it's a great hockey podcast. But at the same time, it's two great comics. So if you're not a huge fan of hockey, uh, Check it out! What yeah, a, a time! Yeah, what, what what a time with the what, what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights? See, and we,
2: we we really loved that. That the was the Cinderella cup thing and,
1: with, oh, with And now, if you follow Alexander Ovechkin on Instagram, he's doing something new with the cup every day.
2: Yep, yep, and uh, not all of it legal, but he uh, <laughs> he. No, I was, we were glad to see Ovi get that cup. You know, yeah. uh, he is uh, their legendary player, and and he hadn't won one, so it was nice to see that. And also, the Cinderella story of Vegas, as you mentioned, that was a huge thing for huge. hockey.
0: Would you ever be a commentator for hockey I
2: don't think I could oh, really? I, I, It really is much harder than it looks And The it, guy
1: that does it for NBC, Doc Emmerich is just they're geniuses. I don't think it's that tough. And let me give you an example. Ready?
0: All right. The guys got it, and uh, boy, look at that, He's skating fast. I remember the first time I skated. It was my buddy's uh, birthday party in uh, 1994. I actually, I was trying to pull a Brian Boitano, and I uh, fell on my ass and got a concussion. And I remember waking up to the smelling salts and my buddy leaning over my face, being like, "You ruined my birthday." Anyway, it's uh, we're tied at two here in the second period. And, <laughs> yeah, whoa, c- uh, it- yeah, because you just missed both goals with that uh, damn story. Oh, damn, I did. Oh, it's two to two. Oh, now it's three to two. Uh, hey, uh, where's Emilio Estevez? Quack. Quack. anyway we'll take a commercial break <laughs> that's my joke yeah
2: <laughs> you know uh it's funny uh that, that you know but the, when you have to memorize or, or get all those european names that's the oh tricky part, man. and
0: say them uh rapidly.
2: yeah but you know i found out i'll go back to a quick k-rock thing. yeah mm-hmm. um uh, we did some stuff that uh, on k-rock back in the day that i thought was uh revolutionary and also kind of goofy we uh covered a super bowl Mm-hmm. And it was me and my engineer, Al Ramirez, and I went and got my buddy uh, who does uh, high school football play-by-play, because play-by-play is pretty tricky. Sure. So he, he did all the play-by-play, and we just made wisecracks. And it got on the front page of the LA Times. It was one of my proudest moments. It said uh, Super Bowl coverage, and it, you'd get sued for this today, because mm-hmm. we just you know illegally did the feed. Yeah. It says, Super Bowl coverage, CBS Razor smith k rock wow uh, the front page of the times so we did that and, and you we,
1: also did if i remember if i remember reading this the rose parade we we did the rose
2: parade yeah. for a lot of years where we would spoof the rose parade and yeah. make, make fun of it and that was really fun to do we so
1: you would tell people like hey turn on the tv rose parade but then turn down the volume turn on the radio to us
2: and then we would just rip on it yeah
1: you know? that's awesome and,
2: and then we also did a hockey game we did a stanley cup uh, final game and we did a boxing match we did uh ali spinks and uh oh, the one where which, he won the title. where yeah which was an yeah. upset so you know we tried it it was fun uh but nowadays you get in a lot of trouble for that yeah just yeah.
1: copyright laws and
0: stuff like that no. have, you, have you seen a hockey fight that that was maybe just i mean do you guys enjoy that as a hockey fan or well to me that's one of the best parts
2: yeah i uh, my favorite our favorite guy uh, is uh bob probert because i'm a red wings fan so he was probably, probably the greatest fighter yeah. ever and uh and so I love Pro Bear because he fought everybody. Yeah, he wasn't afraid of anybody.
1: Uh, if you had the Stanley Cup for one day, what would you do with it?
2: Uh, I would take it to the Laugh Factory and try to drown Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: you know. not a large man. He, uh, you uh, might uh, be uh, able to drown him in that. You could probably swim in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. I'd
0: let Brad sleep in it. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Curl up like uh, a bird bath. Yeah. Come
2: on, man. I like a bird. Yeah. That'd be great. I think I'd crazy glue it to the hood of my car. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, now, Frege, uh before we wrap up, I want to know, um, because you've been in L.A. a minute, and you've probably been to every corner and crevice of this city, yeah?
2: Crevice, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the corners, but the crevices. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you have a um, favorite spot to eat, favorite spot to go to if you're uh, taking a family member around, or, so, or a friend that's visiting that's like, give me an L.A. experience that's not super touristy. And then do you have a place that, like, you're trying to write some jokes, or you're trying to just take uh, a Fraser Day and go uh, uh, take it easy and, and relax.
2: Well, I guess uh, you know a, a restaurant I've always liked is Yamashiro because of the view. Man, mm-hmm.
0: and that's like old Hollywood, right? Yeah, Wasn't that that's the old home school. to?
2: And uh, yeah, I always like that Musso's and Franks too, because of the yeah. same reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and I always like to go to uh, the Rainbow Room too. Uh, because Sunset trip. Yeah, yeah, because that's legendary. No they, affiliation to the Ice House. They have good pizza. And, uh, yeah, you and, that, you, and that's you, you where can't,
1: you, you can't beat it. Where you're sitting at the same table where all the members of Motley Crue got
2: blowjobs. Y- you can't what? beat that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you really can't beat it under the it. table.
1: I mean, the Rainbow right. Room looks like a place that that story. Uh, no,
2: that's no, that's all happened. true. That's all true. Yeah,
0: that a- was and Belushi used to hang out there, right?
2: Yep, okay. everyone did.
0: Wow, all yeah. the stars
2: were there and you know and those guys used to give me their cassettes uh my crew and used to give me their cassettes to play yeah hey man you know before they were holy shit and i'd be there i was the big dj so everybody would see me walking through and i'd leave with a a, a pocket full of of, uh cassettes
1: that's amazing yeah and now and and now if you go to the rainbow room uh you are guaranteed to meet ron jeremy i'm sure he'll be
2: (laughs) he is there
1: every night every time i've been there also getting Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: still getting uh, cassettes from him. Yeah, <laughs> not one, no, not ones you want to watch. No, no, no. Just, yeah, uh, just audio uh, of him sense. fucking. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and what about just favorite spot to go to on a Fraser day?
2: Well, you know, uh, usually if I'm writing stuff, I just like to go somewhere quiet. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't write if it's so like one of Brad, Brad shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. no. Uh, I mean, I'll go to a local Starbucks or something because yeah. I, for writing, I'd rather have a, as quiet as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Well, I mean, you are. I I keep saying the legend while we're doing this, even though you look better than both of us. I, no, I don't. I, I want to I mean, emphasize it's that no, to the no, people. No, no, no. Yeah, well, Frazier Smith is a legend. You need to come me. out it's to a stunt L.A. Double or, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Well, fooled us. You take off your face,
0: you're Ron yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> mention my dick you, size. <laughs> here's my
0: cassette. Frazier, yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people uh, uh, see you?
2: Well, I you know I'm uh, my radio show is yes. on Sunday nights on uh, KLO. I got to get you guys on there. You know your manager Barry Katz is on every week. Well, that's right. And Barry comes on. Phrase. I've got to tell you, I've had the number one
1: podcast. Number so one podcast. He, Kevin Hart was on my podcast. I thought it was Brad Williams uh, with a tan.
2: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you're, do, you're doing great. Uh, but yeah, I'm on uh, KLOS 95.5 five five KLOS, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm there uh, Sunday nights eleven till three p.m excuse me 3 p.m yeah. 3 a.m uh, 11 p.m to 3 a.m yeah. okay. and uh every sunday and then you can get it on iheart radio and they oh, broadcast it too uh, so check out their website and, and, and
1: go like you've everyone goes through there
2: everyone. oh yeah well i've been lucky to have a lot of good guests and yeah. um, you know i had tommy lasorda last week he was phenom- what yeah he was phenomenal he's still his, ticking he's 92 and forgets Everyone's name, but he really has what does he call you great stories Garvey. (laughs) What's up? Freezer? (laughs) Uh, Yeah yeah. You're Garvey, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, you know, so I have that and then I'm you know, I'm at all the clubs Thankfully, Uh, I'm mm -hmm. at uh, the improv tonight in in, on Melrose uh, and I'm at the Laugh Factory later in in Hollywood Yeah,
1: so if you go if you go to a Los Angeles comedy club, you will probably see Frasier one of
2: my stunt doubles Yeah,
1: (laughs) you will be impeccably dressed you will have you will have amazing one-liners, and uh, you will always have a good time if you're in the audience. Phrase, have, in the show. Oh, yeah, this you, this buddy. is the truth. You are a, not only a comics comic, but I mean, f- everybody loves you. Everybody
0: loves watching you, and that's got to be a pretty cool thing. I know you know that. Well, I, I you know you're, you're cognizant of the. I mean, because also it's it's you know you're so fun to watch, so different, nothing like you. And off stage, I mean, find a sweeter, most more genuine person.
2: You know. Well, you know, thank you for saying that. I, I like people. I guess I'm. Lucky or unlucky in that regard. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've just always been a people guy I always love people and I love all the other comics yeah. for some reason. We just always connect. Yeah, and uh, it's a unique uh, I guess world. I, I'm pretty proud of that, yeah. but I don't think much about it. In fact, I'm usually annoyed <laughs> <You> <laughs> Can know. we uh, but I you do hide lo- it well Yeah, I do love people and and uh, that's nice of you to say can we end on three sweating like jokes uh, okay, my latest star. Yeah, was classic or, or new? Yeah, uh, I was sweating like J.R. Smith at a post game interview.
1: <laughs> That's a good one.
2: Yeah, I was sweating <laughs> like, like a Kardashian taking the SAT. <laughs> I was sweating like Donald Trump watching Telemundo. <laughs> good night, everybody. All right, guys, cut it out. Come on. So.
0: Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also...